what's up everybody it's your boy al newton and you're tuned in to another episode of a new perspective i'm so glad that you uh started your week or found some time in your week to listen to the old perspective listen before we get started uh this week i need you to go ahead and uh give this a rating like it share it tag it tell a friend you know word of mouth is still by far the best way to um to share information and so you know send the link to somebody tell them to click on it to listen to it for like two and a half minutes and then uh i mean listen to the whole show but just just like two and a half minutes and let's see uh let's see how far we can really take the perspective it is a loaded show a lot happened this week uh some weeks there's like nothing to talk about and content is very limited in other weeks it's like holy Christmas! The content for the perspective, uh, the the tweets I want to fire off, the information I want to give out. But here we are, uh, just me and uh, a couple of my closest friends. So I want to start here this week. Um, Rihanna entered billionaire category, or rumored to enter billionaire category. Shout out to her for for making that money. Shout out to uh, Jay Z for having be the first um, person to sign two artists, and they both become billionaires because Kanye is in the billionaire category. All fine, dandy, and well. But sometimes woke Twitter really puts me to sleep, and I don't get the notion of. There shouldn't be billionaires. Now, do I think that there is a problem with the way wealth is distributed? Yes. Um, Do I understand that you could probably take a lot of the money that billionaires have and um, they wouldn't miss it? Yes. Am I the same person that a few weeks ago sat up here and said, hey, I don't understand how Jeff Bezos went to the the outer space and the money or the edge of the atmosphere and that money probably uh, could have ended world hunger. Yes, I still believe all those things. But I don't rationally get the concept or the idea of taking people's money and giving it away. Like Robin Hood. Okay? Especially from people who advocate for or say especially among black people that the issue is that we don't pass down generational wealth and we've got to get better at leaving our family um money these things are true but to think that you should be able to walk in and take a person's money now is there a conversation about the rich um paying more taxes yes 100% there. You won't get an argument from me, maybe because I'm not in that tax bracket. And um, I know a lot of people, well, let me not say that. I don't know. Ooh, I was about to tell a lie. I don't know many people who are in the millionaire tax bracket. Okay? I don't. Uh, But I know quite a few people. A lot of the people I associate with uh, are in that $100,000 tax bracket. And I know that there's a struggle amongst that tax bracket, okay? But those who make billions should probably play a little bit more. We should probably close some of those um, some of those loopholes that they use when it comes to tax filings. I'm not a fan of going and taking their money. And then how exactly, if you took their money, would you re, uh, redistribute their money? Because I can tell you just like this, 
Uh, anytime you go to redistribution of money or start handling money and you have very little oversight over it, whoever you put in charge of redistributing that kind of money is going to skim off the top, become rich themselves, <laughs> and is no longer going to want to give that money out. Like, we've got to do better than than making it an issue of how much money people have. Look at the cost of goods. Look at the, the, the price of items. And, and I don't blame a specific president or a specific leader. I, I look at kind of like, why does it cost so much for things? Regulations? Eh, okay. Um, production wages? Uh, yeah, okay. Billionaires could afford to pay their their staff more. There's an option, right? There's a way to reinvest the dollar. Um, how much it costs for secondary education is asset nine, asset ten, asset eleven, and most billionaires. Hell, I'd even wager most millionaires have no kind of degree. Um, trying to think the the millionaires that I personally know. They might have one, but they went back and got it after they made their money and, and didn't have to deal with student uh, student debt. I say all the time that I make more than both of my parents. Um, my father has his doctorate, make more than him, make more than my mama, make more than my wife who has a degree. Two of those are bad boys. <laughs> and could, could we invest more in educators? I even I, I think locally at the fact kind of off rails uh, that our school system, the scores came back and you could tell where underpoverished people lived. You could tell where the infrastructure was lacking. If you just put a heat map and then laid that over the crime map, you would see where the issue is. You would also see that parents can't homeschool. We are not as bright as we think we are. We are not as eloquent as teaching as we think we are. A lot of people never really learned how to read. They guessed at words. What the hell? That's my problem. That's why I can't spell because I can't sound shit out. Sorry, I'll probably cuss a lot this episode, especially when we get to the end. Um, so to, to phonetically teach, that's why we get mad with a kid when we be sitting up there talking about Johnny had five apples. He gave three away. How many apples does Johnny still have? We don't adequately know how to teach people to uh, our children to deductively reason. But most adults I know don't deductively reason. Not going to get on the coronavirus. Two seconds on the coronavirus. Um, I have had in this past week at least 10 either death or, hey, this person is critically ill in the ICU. Get vaccinated. (laughs) <laughs> even if you've got some dumbass reason for not getting vaccinated, fine. That's your opinion. That's your life. Put on a damn mask. It's selfish. Okay. If you don't feel well, stay your ass home. You can be asymptomatic and not know it. That's the reason you need to put on a mask and keep distance from people. Okay. When we took these damn masks off, this thing spiked because people were lying about their vaccination rate and they didn't know that they were sick and were going out. Nevertheless, when we talk about billionaires, um, I just don't get it. If I was a billionaire, I, I would definitely be more, uh, I would be philanthropic with my money. I know that I would be because I barely make uh, $1,000 in a year. And I'm a giver. I'm a tither first 
and then I'm a giver because I, I believe in, hey, good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. So I can only imagine what I would do with that kind of money um, to reinvest it. Let me tell you what I know that I wouldn't be. Okay. If I was a billionaire and my daughter was in her late 30s, in her 40s, and uh, I had done enough to invest in her, I had given her money, and somehow every opportunity and every investment I made into my child, my child squandered it, um, I would not continue to give to my child. Let's talk about Dr. Dre, because now... Um, God knows if if I needed a dollar and my mama only had 50 cent, she would find a way to give me a dollar. Uh, her parents were like that. If I uh, <laughs> there are only three people in this world I have ever borrowed money from. Um, three people in this world I've borrowed four people in this world I've borrowed money for from. Um, and uh, one is my mama and the other is my grandmother. <laughs> and um, I know that if I was down in a rut, my grandmother would give me everything she had. But it is my job as a responsible adult, okay, at a certain age to go and make and receive and earn my own money. It is not the job of a parent you don't, you don't ever stop raising your kids. You don't ever stop loving your kids. You don't ever stop helping your kids. But a lot of us are enabled f by our parents not saying us, telling us no. And I feel like some parents keep giving to their child because they feel guilty and, and, and come from the notion of, oh, I should have done more. I could have done more. There's a difference in helping your child out of a rough spot and continuously helping somebody and they squander it. You can't convince me and I don't know because Dr. Dre has been like, hey, F it. Um, Dr. Dre has been like, hey, F it. I don't want to talk about it. Whatever. But you can't convince me that he never helped his child at all. Can't convince me. You can't convince me that he has not tried to teach his child a craft. That he did not give his child everything he wanted. Even if she was an outside baby. Just can't convince me of that. Because in her video or in her posting she talked about how it had been 31 days or two months since he had helped her so that means up until two months ago he was giving to you and somehow you were still in your car hell if somebody was giving me just an extra ten thousand dollars extra twenty thousand dollars a year do you i'm sure most of the well i believe everybody that listens to the perspective is a working class a citizen or a retired citizen who worked their whole life. Extra ten, twenty thousand dollars. Do you know because we we have worked for it what we would done for it? It also leads me to believe that she never had to have any responsibilities. Now I'm not judging her situation. Don't know what she's been through, but this notion of knocking Dr. Dre for saying, "Hey, you need to be an adult and figure it out," I have a problem with it. And if it was a Dr. Dre's son, the energy around the situation would have been completely different. A few months ago when Kurt Franklin cussed out his son, everybody was talking about how Kurt was wrong because he was Christian, he shouldn't cuss. Bullcrap, most Christians you know are <laughs> totally different subject. But number two, 
it was his son need to stop being so soft. His son needs to go earn it. I knew when I was younger, okay, and I lived in my mama's house that I couldn't come home after a certain time. If I was staying in her house, I had to be home by a certain time. Now, that backfired on her because there was a number of nights I just stayed in P3 or stayed in Gainesville or Jacksonville or Orlando or Tallahassee or Tampa or never mind, never mind. <laughs> the point being, I knew to respect the rules of her house, right? Um, I knew that there were, I would never bring an alcoholic beverage into my grandmother's house. I know to respect the rules of her house. And it leads me to believe that this is someone who didn't think they had to respect the rules of their parents' house. Not that they had to do everything their parent told them to do, but if I'm going to be a sis, it drives me crazy. Nothing makes me, aggravates me more. Well, I'm sure there are plenty of things that aggravate me more, but in this situation, there are a few things that aggravate me more than somebody asking for help and then telling you how to help them. Not saying, hey, this is what I need help in. These are the possible ways that could help me. Can you help me? Uh, but rather, help me do this. No, don't do it this way. You got to do it this way. <laughs> no. And I've done that I, a few months ago. And, and, and the person that's written me, I used to have a person that wrote me every month. Every month. Asking me for money for something. This is somebody I ain't never seen. This ain't nobody I ever talked to. This ain't nobody I ever hunched on. It, it was none of that. But they thought I had it. They they seen that I had been generous in other situations. And uh, I was helping them. And then when I stopped, I became a bad guy. It, I think about that locally with some of the stuff that gets said about what people do and don't do. And I always, you know, I look at see who likes and who comments and 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 who says stuff and it blows my mind the number of people who will talk sugar honey iced tea about what i do and don't do and in some way or another i have helped their child i'm not talking about their little child i'm talking about their adult child uh how many times nicole has covered her bill so that i can help somebody else cover her bill Long story short, people just run their mouth about the situation they don't know about. Okay? And I know basically that's what this podcast is. But <laughs> you you don't know why Dre isn't helping her. And it's amazing, the timing of this, that she would happen to bring this out and put this out around the same time it comes out about how much his ex-wife is about to get. I just, timing. Timing matters. And timing matters in the Olympics. Um, so America ended up cleaning up kind of nicely, right? Uh, some of the bigger stories for me was uh, was uh, was uh, Allison, you know, being the most decorated uh, track Olympian after Nike wouldn't extend her after having a baby. Um, Simone going back and getting the bronze. How about Jamaica? A blunt really might have saved old girl, and I know that's disrespectful, but a blunt really might have saved her some pride. 
Because Jamaica was smoking. You hear me? America's male 4 by one team? What, what even was that? Um, some of the, the, the sport I learned, learned about handball. Um, uh, another podcast I listened to, shout out to the front porch. The question this week was, Hey, if there was one, uh, sport, if you had four years to, to, um, get ready for it, what, and, and metal in it, what would it be? And I said on the podcast, long jumping, Hey, back in the day, I'm fat now, but I was, I was athletic enough, but not inspired to buy in. I was athletic enough, but not inspired by athletics. If that makes any sense, but I used to love to jump. Um, but I would be, I've thought about it and I would be an Olympic speed walker. Okay. Although they look so awkward. They look like they have to take the biggest number two in the history of number twos. Um, as much as America has its issues, it's always good when we're number one in the medal count. Um, if only we can do some psych eval so we could be number one in the mental count. Mental counts. Okay, so I am a believer that Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis, is the leader of the Republicans who will buy who will bid for the White House. Um put this caveat out there. I was a I was a Putnam man, and then when Putnam didn't win, I was a Gillum guy. Okay. Um cocaine and male strippers and all of that. Felt like he could have done a good job because Andrew was a stand-up dude, if you know it. And from the connections I have, people who still work in Tallahassee and work in the legislature and talking to senators and reps, Ron DeSantis behind closed doors is one of the most um, intelligent people you can be around. I've had Republicans and Democrats uh, up and down the state say this. But this act he is putting on, this game he is playing to entertain a base that was going to vote for him regardless blows my damn mind. I have it on very good authority that behind closed doors, he is as panicked by the Delta variant as anyone. But a few weeks ago when he came out and was trying to backtrack some of the things he said about Florida and was encouraging people to wear masks, he was told that he looked weak and like he was bowing to Biden. So now he comes out and he's taking these personal quips and and, and all this stuff about the border. And you know what? Damn all that. Genuinely. Are taking pages out of the Trump um, playbook. What do you mean? So when the stimulus checks dropped... They almost didn't come out because Donald Trump wanted the checks to have his signature on it so that the people would think that they came from him when genuinely they didn't. Right. So DeSantis just sent all teachers and people in education. And I, I think uh, people work in the prisons, quote unquote, essential workers, although <laughs> I should get another thousand dollars because as a restaurant manager, um, we didn't close at any point and people wore to goes the hell out because y'all don't know how to cook anymore. But nevertheless, um, and instead of 
shipping the money to the individual school districts or individual entities and allowing them to pay it through their payroll system, he printed them along with a letter. Here's the problem with that. Paper and postage is expensive. So on top of giving everybody $1,000, which you're not going to get uh, that, that battle from me, I just told you how important I think educators are, you spent $3 million on postage. Also, you could get it out there with your name on it. That's not going to pull people from the center. It's just not. I can't believe poll numbers would even suggest that. In a party that has not won the popular vote since 2000. I don't even think 2000. Uh, uh, I think the last time the Republicans won the popular vote was Bush versus Kerry. So 2004. I say all that to say at some point <laughs> the, the 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 Republican strategy has to change. Only thing that might help DeSantis, well, I, I'm, I'm going to love it if Trump does run, but is if Kamala runs against him or she's the, the Democratic nominee and I don't know, they're already playing that angry black woman card to, to keep her from not leading the party. But still, we're playing with people's lives. We're playing with people's lives, genuinely. Pulling funding for... Threatening to pulling funding for schools if they put mask mandates. I don't... I can't. Here's the reality. There are a lot of school districts in this state who don't want to open because they don't have enough educators. Pull the data. People can act one way because they want to fit in, but when they get in their homes, they're terrified administrators don't know what the hell to do. Especially uh, red-leaning administrators who have to keep up a certain uh, bravado with their friends in the South where we play a lot of football. This Delta variant is killing children. And we're playing with that to look like we didn't bow. Uh, maybe I'm just different. I don't give a damn who gets the job done if it's a job I want done. I will pat you on the back, tell you good job while looking you in the face and say, hey, I don't agree with how you did it. I'm happy that you got it done. The hell with you. We're still not cool, but you did a good job because you achieved the goal. That's just the way I'm made. You give credit where credit is due. But he would flip the block if the federal government said, oh, yeah, a hurricane came through. I really wish we could have seen Rick Scott as the governor during the pandemic because as crazy as Rick Scott is. And I have followed, told the story about falling asleep in Rick Scott's face. And I've met Rick Scott on several occasions when I was lobbying in Tallahassee. Um, during a, an emergency, when that damn Navy hat went on, Rick Scott didn't play any games. There were there were no second guessing. it. I know he he's different now um, because he's a senator and he's blah, 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 blah. But I don't think Rick would have been as stupid about this as it appears that some people in this administration are stupid. I don't ever recall Rick Scott, and I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'm sure somebody will point it out to me, taking this many shots at a sitting president. And he had a sitting president that was black, and everybody that could take shots was taking shots at him. 
During a damn emergency, Rick Scott was one hell of a governor. And I, there, there's something about this dancing um, to the, the... It all reminds me of that old fable, The Emperor's New Clothes. Don't have time to tell it. I probably will tell it. Google The Emperor's New Clothes. And that's where we're at right now. Everybody is afraid to tell the emperor that he's walking around naked. And people are dying. Terrible news here on this Sunday. Um, hey, I didn't mean for the show to flow this way, but damn, it's fun. Um, legendary coach Bobby Bowden, um, who built Florida State, died today. Now, let me give the man his flowers uh, before I say some things. I don't give a damn of what the NCAA says. He is the most winningest coach in college football. I don't understand how the hell you vacate wins from a person. Okay? Two-time national champion, 12-time ACC champion. Um what was it like 12, 13, 14 years of top Five top three finishes. Did it with um, strong leadership and strong values. If you talk to anybody who ever played for him, ooh, <laughs> they they normally give pretty great reviews outside of the fact that he couldn't remember anybody's name. Um, growing up a Florida State fan, yes, Joey, I grew up a, a Florida State fan. Sorry, sue me. Um, there was just something about Bobby Dagnabbit. Um, the way he carried himself, how respectful he was that we liked, that we love, uh, prayers up for his family. Um, in a sense, I tell people this all the time <laughs> and, and it is what it is, but I, uh, I want to go. I want God to call me. I want to live to a good old age. Okay. I never thought I would live past 33. Never, never envisioned my life 33, 34 uh, further. I always thought I would die in my 30s. I want to live to an old age. But um, when I can no longer wipe my own behind, I want the Lord to go ahead and come get me. Okay? I want to have lived a good full life, watch children and grandchildren grow, um, and, and, and thankful for 91 years. Uh, prayers for the Bowden family. Now, Bobby taught us a very important lesson outside of football last year of being careful who you hit your wagon to, especially when you're legendary. Okay. Um, he took a lot of hits for his political association at the end, not being a Republican, but for as hard as he went out for the last president. And I don't know anybody, any big figure who went out for the last president and was able to keep their reputation what it was. Uh, Tom Brady might be the only example, <laughs> and that's because he went out and was able to win again. But there hadn't been a lot of winning associated with that guy. Just hadn't been. And uh, I hate I hate that the last two or three years, as strong as Bobby built his name to be, um, his affiliations and some of the things he said made former players come out and say, hey, he's a great coach. He was my coach. 
Uh, can't nobody else say this about my coach. He had some tendencies that, that were alarming. And so that's why you have to be careful, especially now in the generation. Hey, once again, you're listening to a podcast uh, where anybody can can fire up and make a podcast and put content out there and not and say whatever. And there's nobody to vet it. There's nobody to give pushback on it. It's really, really dangerous uh, because your your words have consequences. So rest in peace, coach. And um, thank you. And thank you for the life lessons of, of being a phenomenal coach. But also thank you for, hey, at some point, your brand uh, people all the time, you, you should do this and you should do that. No, I, I don't don't want to. My brand is already tarnished enough with my name on it alone. Can't hook my name up to anybody else's. Speaking of people just saying stuff, you know, social media is an amazing place. And I don't get this new thing. And it's not new. It's not new. And it's old and it's invested uh, in what America is. This dark skin versus light skin thing. And I don't know how in the hell men, black men, who have black mamas, get on social media and talk about what a dark-skinned woman can't do. I watched this whole thing of this guy saying that a dark-skinned woman can't be pretty or she's like, you got to grade it on a curve because if she was light-skinned, who the hell said all light-skinned women were beautiful? Okay, especially if they got that big forehead, they might be prettiest, all get out. But they got that big old forehead, run. Okay. We have got to look at the colorism when we start demeaning these beautiful chocolate sisters. Okay. I think it's phenomenal. I was looking at, um, was buying school supplies and looking at the, uh, the, the Crayola... Um, all the shades of the world. I think that that's great because you can be so dark that you are purple and still be gorgeous. And I'm not talking about on a on a spiritually enlightening thing. Beauty doesn't know skin tone. Pretty is pretty. Okay, you might be pretty with full lips and a full nose, and and lots of hair you might be pretty with your weave in you might be pretty uh uh with whatever features you got big booty big hips little hip big old you know uh uh big old knockers little old knockers like beauty every person has this beauty is just all over the place and i don't get why we try to demean our curved dark skin gray dark skin women on a curve like they were talking about Kelly Rowland isn't has a max to be Kelly got a max. Kelly got limits to her gorgeousness because her skin color. Man, please. P- please. And, and I'm at the point where I think some of this stuff is just clickbait. Some of this stuff is just trying to get people to feed in. To, to, I don't know. I don't even get the narrative push. I have never, and I thank God, because even though I have friends and I have been a womanizer before, I, mean, I got friends that are womanizers, I got friends, I got male friends that are whores, 
I've got, I've got male friends that sleep with any and everything. White, black, red, and green. I have never, ever heard one of my male friends say, oh, she too dark or she too light. Yeah, maybe it's because they're womanizing too. I don't know. Maybe because they're just hopes. But like, that's just, that's sickening. What happens when, when you have put this type of energy in the world and you end up birthing a child with jet black skin? Don't think. I remember. I don't remember what it's called. I think it's a little pedigree chart where you used to put in the, the dominance and it'd be big P, big P, little P, big P, big P, little P, little P, little P. Them hereditary genes, them things come back. Okay. You don't know what's in your thing to reach way back. I tell y'all all the time, my great granddaddy was some type of white. And when my hair grows long enough, that, that, that red hair comes out. I want to end here tonight on the perspective. And I catch a lot of heat. Um, I catch a lot of heat for some of the things I say about marriage or, or specifically uh, if I comment on things and people are like, oh, I can't believe you say that. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, 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 oh you're so disrespectful. Oh, I can't believe that bullshit. Oh, Nicole shit. <laughs> Nicole has known me since I was 18. Okay. And even when we weren't lovers, because there were times when we were just lovers. Okay. My mama used to tell me, my wife, that girl only wants you because you got a strong back. <laughs> okay? There have been times when we were just friends, and I'd be like, oh, I'm talking to this chick and this chick and this chick can't chase you. There is nothing I don't tell Nicole. Okay? Um, somebody said, I can't believe you talked to your exes. I will go talk to my ex, and, and Nicole will be like, oh, who's that? Oh, <laughs> she ain't worried. She's not threatened. She really does not care. Um, and I'm thankful for that. I really, really am. So there's that disclaimer out there right there. But when I'm talking to young guys um, or men who start to get married, um, I ask them a few questions. And, and I draw back from my own personal experiences and experiences I hear from other married men. I think married men talking to married men are important. Uh, not on no download stuff, although if that's what you want, whatever. But it ought to be a safe place to vent. And I won't say all because I don't know all men. And I don't know all cultures and all customs. And 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 when you talk to married men, things kind of sound the same. Two things happened that brought this up. One, there was a guy who was comparative, talking about football, who said, hey, I... um." I dated hot women once or I, I dated hot women before my wife let it go. And they start pulling up his wife's pictures. Oh, his wife is gorgeous. He never said his wife wasn't hot. He said, I dated hot women before. And it blew my mind. That's like, y'all don't get any sitting around your uncles and your granddaddies and your cousins. I used to knock that thing out. She's going to find it. Then your grandmama walked up. Then your auntie walked up. So <laughs> I don't get that caveat. Of maybe that's what's wrong with with the perception of hey nobody before me counted nobody before me had those experiences. Nick and I have some very tough talk come, come not tough we just we talk about stuff and she'll be like oh yo you did this that the third stuff that I did I'm speaking for me and this is just new talking the horish shit I did before I got married especially sexually, none of it seemed 
appetizing to me to do with my wife. Okay. Multiple people in a room, some of the randomness of places, some of the most scandalous of things. Like I, I just, <laughs> I, I, I just didn't have that desire. That didn't mean I didn't enjoy it when I didn't do it when I was doing it. Okay, and if you are in a relationship and you think that, do this. Ask your significant other to show you their damn porn searches. I bet you see some stuff that they'll never ask you to do. And if you have, oh, no, no, no. And if you try to do it, they'll be like, oh, no, this is a turnoff because you're doing it. Male or female. Try it. So that just, that blows, that just, we, we got to get past that people are human. Then I had a homeboy who is devastated. And he's not my first homeboy to be like this because his other woman is moving on. Now, there's a difference between a side piece and another woman. Okay. Um, and I've said it before. I stand by it. Whatever. Sue me. Debate me. When most men I know that have cheated don't think having sex is cheating. At least for them. Their woman has sex. They will flip the script. They will shoot everything up because they consider that woman theirs. But if they are tiptoeing out and they are just hunching somebody else, they don't consider that cheating because there was no emotion there. They really didn't care. They went and, and, and quote unquote, slutted somebody out. I'm not subscribing to you or telling you to do that. I'm just saying what my personal opinion on that is. That's a side piece. Okay? Somebody that you just call, hit up, one, two, three in the morning, give you some, whatever, whatever. And if you're not married, I always say you're single till you're married. Judge me. Can't put uh, in a relationship. Never, ever saw that in any teaching in a relationship. You're either single or you're married. But the other woman, the other woman is the woman, uh, or could be a man, that you were talking to at the same time you met the person you're with. Now, you might not have been promiscuous or you might not have been dating because there's a difference in dating and being in a relationship, multiple people. But that other woman is different. She's significant. She brings to the table all the things that you think you want. Um, if we're being fully transparent, <laughs> twice, uh, have I had a other woman? Um, not with Nick before and previously re previous relationships. And the other woman just always got it right. The other woman's sex was always par excellent. Um, the way the other woman talked was always perfect. Everything the other woman always done was great. Until I left the woman that I was with, quote unquote, air quotes, to be with the other woman. And I don't think people realize we give the other person an advantage. When we get mad and we get on the phone and we vent and tell the other person everything we don't like about the person we spend a majority of our time with. The other person knows what to do to make us feel better. 
when we talk about how the, the, the person you're with doesn't pay attention to the small details or doesn't touch you this way or doesn't say this and you get around the other person and they do those things, it makes you think that everything will be okay. Some people call it the 80-20 rule. Um, I like to think of it as vacationing. Loved going to Jamaica. Absolutely. I love to travel. Just about everybody knows that travels at some point wants to go home. And as people, especially as men, we can't be hurt when we see the other woman, if she's as phenomenal as you think she is, and if you if she is as perfectly made as you think she is, that other men will show interest. And most of us, most of us won't care when the other woman uh, gets a man. I. I <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I used to love uh, when 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 <laughs> when the other woman got a man because it would be like oh that's cute oh oh you ain't happy you have your relationship oh okay watch this just to go do it because you could um but when that other woman is leaving you. It, it it feels like a breakup. And it's a breakup. <laughs> this is why this is why you can't fall in love with the other woman. One, you shouldn't have another woman. Be faithful with what you got. But if you have other woman out there, it's dangerous because it's a breakup that you can't leverage. You can't compete with a person that's operating in the daylight because you're operating in the shadow. You can't whip them, whisk them off their feet. You can't take them on birthday trips or invest in them or show them off or do the social media. You just can't. Having an other person is a setup for a heartbreak. And too often I talk to other married men or I talk to men in relationships who don't know how to handle or cope with the fact that the other woman has moved on. Or the other person has moved on. Like I said, there's a difference. Side, side pieces, um, never have I ever, at least on purpose, had the same partner as one of my friends. Um, but I, I know people that do that and be like, oh, that girl is good. You need to go holler at her. She'll give you something. She got this trick and that trick. In my latter years, I've learned that women will do that too. It's kind of It's kind of weird. Like, I, I got female friends now to be like, oh, no, we sit up and be like, oh, such and such was this. So you need to go run up on him, girl. Here, da, 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 da. And then go compare notes. Oh, it was good for me, but it wasn't good for I, I didn't know women did that. I didn't realize when women were as sexual creatures as they were. Ooh, the things that come out when people are confessing. Um, But that that's different. I remember a few years ago, it's probably a decade ago now. Um, this older, well-respected man, actually two of them, same around the same time, um, in our in our community. There was I remember specifically this one woman died, and I couldn't figure out why Mister Such and Such was so heartbroken by it, even at the funeral. And I got home and I was talking to my grandma about it, and uh, <laughs> I was talking to my grandma about it, and my grandma go, "Oh, that's because he been messing with such and such since they were in high school." 
like, Grandma, no, that man love his wife, da, da, da. I know, I know him, and I know his wife. I know this. I've been there. And my grandma said, oh, he love his wife. He do. But he been messing with such and such since high school. Grandma, no, no. Oh, he done bought this. He done bought that. He done did this. He did this to her kids. He that. And I was like, Grandma, how you? I didn't believe it until I went back and looked at it. And the man grieved like he lost the love of his life. Don't be that person. And when the other person comes and tells you, hey, I'm letting go, let them go. Told you, I've, I've, I've done it twice. And both times I left a person that was safe, a person who was secure, a person that checked the boxes, um, for the person that I was complaining to them about. I remember I was in one relationship <laughs> and we were kind of, um, and <laughs> the woman I was dating, her friend pulled up because the friend had told her all the great things that we did. And she came and plotted and told me all the things she was going to do. And I did X, Y, and Z. And the moment me and homegirl broke up, sure enough, the friend came knocking and tapping on the shoulder. And for the first, like, three, four months, everything was perfect. The pictures were hella cute. The sex was to live for. And then I realized that there was no substance to it. Because it was a vacation home. Because that person had the inside advantage. And um, and I, I think we're, we're fearful of letting that other person go because there's always that what if in the back of your mind. But in every situation, there's going to be a what if. The only way to, to alleviate the what if of another person is to put your all into the person you have. And then if that fails, hey, go for it but and and i know some women that deal with it but i think it tortures men so much more because we have this notion that every woman wants us and anybody would give us some and then when we hit the 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 wall where we're not getting it or not getting that attention we we want to run to the place that gives it to us so um you just can't fall in love with the other woman okay you just can't I tell y'all now, it's not because I'm so holy or because I'm so bitey or because I'm so in love. I mean, I am in love. Um, and it's, it's not because my marriage is so perfect because we have our days. But I know me. I couldn't have another woman because I'd be stupid enough to fall in love with her. I, I just know I would be. And be running around trying to risk it all. Um, and and screwing over. And, and that's the worst part. We screw over some great women dealing with the what if of another woman and that would be me i've done it i've i did i had one girl tell me hey you know you went to this other girl who was supposed to be ahead of me that she was supposed to be more advanced in life that she was supposed to have this that and the third together and you didn't give me my opportunity now that sister got it together and the other one is bat hell crazy go figure but I guess I had to go through bad hell crazy to get 
the most sane, uh, patient woman I ever could have had, that I ever can have. And so, uh, don't fall in love. If you're a man listening to this, let go of your other woman. And your side pieces. And that person that just seems like they're perfect for you. Because if they were perfect for you, um, if they're perfect for you, perfection always works out. And, uh, and trust the process. Trust the process. Let that person go. Well, friends, this has been another episode of A New Perspective. Uh, Until next week, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Peace.